The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Sports of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host is Jacob Greer. To join the show, the contact information is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at LamontWilliamsports at Yahoo.com. Jacob, how's your week so far? Uh, Lamont, so far so good. Yeah, man, I'm excited, man. Uh, OTA started this week for the Houston Texans. Got a chance to go out there and, and view them, and I'm excited about football kicking off. And, and great weather here in Houston, so let's go ahead and start the show. Today's show, we'll go around the NFL. Uh, like I stated earlier, we'll discuss the Houston Texans' first week of organized team activities, uh, play my, my interviews I had with all-pro DN Mario Williams, as well as Xavier, outside linebacker Xavier Adebi, uh, invite uh, sport, uh, NFL sports agent Robert Jimerson to the show. Uh, but first, Jacob, let's go ahead and send our condolences to Wayman Tisdale family, uh, friends, and fans. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, Jacob, we've been sending a lot of condolences for a guy who's been passing away uh, from cancer. And, and uh, Wayman Tisdale, former NBA player and, and jazz musician, died, died two, two, uh, uh, last week uh, suffering a two-year battle with cancer at the age of 44. Uh, Jacob, uh, uh, if I had to remember some things about Wayman, I remember when he played with the uh, Phoenix Suns, and I remember he had a, he was a you know, 6'9", 4", with a, with a soft left-hand touch. Uh, didn't really watch him in college because I was way before my time, but uh, I really became a Wayman Tisdale fan when I, back in college, when I fell in love with jazz music and I purchased a couple of his CDs. Uh, Wayman was a great musician and a, as well as a basketball player, so he'd really be truly missed uh, by, by by fans out here in the world. Yeah, he was definitely, uh, you know, one of those guys who was multi-talented, uh, you know, with playing in the NBA and jazz, you know, being a great jazz uh Musician in the you know state of Oklahoma definitely lost a favorite son. Yeah, again we're continuing to pray for his for his family, his friends, and fans out there, and uh, he truly would be missed. Jacob, let's go ahead and recap a little bit of NBA playoffs, starting with our Houston Rockets uh, game six from last week, uh, with Aaron Brooks pretty much scoring 26 points and Lewis Scola having another double double performance. Uh, the Rockets built a huge lead in the first half and pretty much never looked back. Uh, there was pretty much Jacob. The, the Rockets came out hitting every open shot, and they smothered the Lakers with their defense. 
Well, it was a must-win game for the uh, for the Houston Rockets, and uh, you know they were very, very aggressive in, in the start of that game, and you know it propelled throughout the uh, throughout the game. So it was a must-win game, and it was one that they needed, and they got the win. Yeah, that pretty much set the stage for Game Seven, heading back to L.A. And pretty much the, the the real Lakers show, L.A. Lakers showed up and dominated the Rockets, winning uh, 90, 98-70. Uh, Jacob, pretty, the game was over really in the first quarter. Uh, uh, the Rockets missed their first 12 shots, and the Lakers did a great job of keeping Aaron Brooks from penetrating the paint. Well, I tell you what, it was a game that, uh, you know, the Lakers uh, was going to have. I mean, they worked hard, you know, throughout the year to get that home court advantage, and uh, it definitely paid off for them in that seventh game. Yeah. Now, let's, 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 my overall, I, I like to give grades. So, let's, my overall playoff grade for the Rockets, I'm going to go ahead and say it was a B plus, despite they were missing Yao Ming uh, and, and for Tracy McGrady. Uh, do you think that the Rockets should keep Ron Atez heading to next year? Uh, well, I think it's one of the uh, I think it's one of the uh, things that Daryl Morley is definitely going to look at as a GM. But you know, one of the things you got to look at is where where will our test be in terms of getting the ball? You know, you definitely your first option is definitely Yao Ming, and then you got Tracy. And Aaron Brooks proved that he could shoot the ball. So, you know, Artest could be looking at the fourth man to touch the ball, and, you know, that may be something that, uh, that Darryl Marley may have to sit down and look at in terms of chemistry uh, for the Houston Rockets next year. Yeah, but I think, I think Artest, well, you know, the GM will bring him back due to the fact that I thought that Artest brought character to the team. He brought excitement, and he brought that, that toughness that T-Mac never brought since he'd been traded from Orlando. And I think now that the Rockets have identified themselves and got an identity uh, as a team, and then and, and they've proven to be successful without T-Mac, I think it's only right for them to bring uh, Ron Artest back. But we'll, we'll see heading to next year. Jacob, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some other uh, NBA playoff games, uh, starting with the Lakers and the Nuggets game one last night. For the most part, uh, Denver led for most of the game, Jacob. Uh, however, Kobe Bryant uh, took over in the fourth quarter, ended up with like 40 points in the win. Well, I tell you what, Kobe Bryant proved uh, last night why he's the uh, centerpiece for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, Denver came in thinking that they could take game one, and, uh, you know, they pretty much led throughout that game, but in the fourth quarter it seems like the Lakers stepped up, Kobe stepped up, and they grabbed game one back and kept that home court advantage. Yeah, I got the Lakers. I pretty much got the Lakers winning this series uh, four to two, but I really want to see how uh, the Denver Nuggets make their adjustments and, uh, and, and adjust in Game Two. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers and Orlando Magic Game One matchup heading into tonight. I want to kind of see Jacob uh, see how the uh, Cavaliers recapture their rhythm after this long layover, and I want to see how they adjust to a good shooting team like the Orlando Magic. Uh, I think this, this series will be very competitive. But at the end, I think uh, uh, the Orlando Magic is not going to have anybody to match up with King James. Well, I agree, Lamont. You know, uh, you know, Cleveland have you know they had a long layoff, and you know you're going to see how they're going to respond tonight with Orlando coming off that seven game series with Boston. But I do think uh, you know Cleveland is playing really, really good basketball right now, and I you know I think this series is probably over in six. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the draft lottery, Jacob. L.A. Clippers winning the draft lottery last night. Uh, it's pretty much a no-brainer who they're going to draft, which is, will be uh, the power forward out of Oklahoma, Blake Griffin. Uh, but besides Blake Griffin being the number one overall pick, 
Who do you think really else were really good lottery picks heading into this draft in June? Well, you know, I tell you what, I like the uh I like Hansbro coming out of North Carolina. I think he's gonna help a team uh right away, but I think you're gonna see a bigger Hansbro. I think whomever pick him up uh is going to bulk him up a little bit. Uh but you know, he definitely have the offensive skills in the paint and I think he's gonna be a surprise for everyone. Yeah, I think this draft is gonna be very weak, uh from the from the quality of players coming out. Uh you mentioned Tyler Hansborough. Uh, I really want to see what the kid from um uh Davison, uh Stephen I mean uh, yeah, Stephen Curry. I wanna see where he lands. Uh, I think he's a great shooter, uh needs to improve on his ball skill, but he will play the point guard at the next level. Uh just just want to see how uh, a lot of these guys are going to make the adjustment uh, to, the, to, the, to the next level. Uh, Jacob was an article that came out in the Yahoo reports last week uh, about USC, Tim Floyd, USC head basketball coach Tim Floyd. Uh, allegedly he paid uh, a former associate for NBA star O.J. Mayo. Uh, you know, it's still under investigation by the NCAA. But, Jacob, you know, my opinion, this is the difference between basketball and football. You know, there are too many middlemen, in my opinion, Jacob, in, in basketball from the high school and the college level. For example, uh, you have, like, you know, high school coaches, then you have the AAU coaches. Now you have, like, the runners and the, the street agents. And I think it gets too confusing as far as when you get higher up in, in the food chain as far as getting to the N- N- NBA and everybody has their hand out, their hand out for handouts. And I think that uh, uh, if Tim Floyd committed this crime or he committed this violation, I think he really needs to be removed from the NCAA basketball program. Well, Lamont, there was a big article uh, on TV this past week about the uh, power uh, uh, that the AAU teams are beginning to have. And one of the things that college coaches talked about was, you know, they would rather attend an AAU event than go to a high school or middle school and watch your kid. That is, is that at an AAU game, they can see more kids on one visit than going to a high school and seeing one kid. And so, uh, you know, the, I think the, 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 the power is moving over towards the AAU clubs versus, you know, the middle school and high school club, you know, teams. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Your son plays AAU ball, and he's pretty good from what you, you stated to me, and I haven't had a chance to check him out. But uh, uh, how can you – Allow well. How can you prevent this from happening to your son in the near future when he has the opportunity to go from uh, from high school to college, and if he gets the privilege to play in the NBA? Well, you know what? One of the uh, stories that they did was they took the top five college, they took the top five high school players, and they presented the same question to them: Who would you rather listen to, your high school coach or your AAU coach? And all five guys who are top five high school players in the U.S., and they would rather listen to their AAU coach. Because, number one, they travel around the world with the AAU coach. He has more influence on them because he knows more people than their, than their high school coach does. And second, you know, the high school coaches only concentrate in that area where AAU coaches know more people on a global level. So, you know, in terms of my son, I think I would prefer to see him play AAU basketball and be committed to that than the, uh, than the high school team. Yeah, I just think that it's getting out of hand. They can get a handle on these middlemen and, and get rid of them and just deal with just the coaches alone and the parents. Uh, I think NCAA basketball will get back to the pure form which it was back in the late 80s and early, I mean, uh, late 80s and, and early 90s. Uh, 
Jacob, we have, what, I think less than two minutes for a break, so we're going to go ahead and break now. And when we come back, we're going to invite sport, sports, NFL sports agent Robert Jimerson to the show as well as go around the league uh, after this short break. You're on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Or click on the SpyUnlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host. Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, I invited a, a good friend of mine. He's an NFL sports agent, uh, Robert Jimerson. Robert, you on the line? I am. How are you two doing today? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. I okay. uh, 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 want to thank you for taking time this evening to come on and join us and talk a little sports. Uh, so if you don't mind, let's go ahead and jump in it. I got a few questions for you, Robert, uh, uh, for the listeners out there. Uh, tell us 
why you chose to become a sports agent uh, in, in this down economy? One of the reasons is uh, I'm, I'm an attorney, as you know, as you both know, I'm an attorney, and I've been practicing law for six years. I'm a litigator as well as a transactional attorney. So doing sports contracts is really a, a smaller portion of my overall service to my clients. Because I'm a, an attorney first, a sports attorney, an entertainment attorney, I'm second to my litigation and transactional experience. I just thought it was an opportunity to uh, provide some good counsel to young men about not just their contract, but about some of the pitfalls that they're going to uh, encounter as they search for other agents, as they search um, for opportunities to invest themselves in outside of football and even after football. As you know, a lot of young men, they, they get involved and they think, hey, I'm going to play at the NFL level and, and that's it. But it doesn't always happen that way, and you want to make sure that they're prepared for that next step. And I can do that with all of my services as an attorney. Yeah, yeah and you had mentioned contracts and litigation, and that, that rolled, kind of rolls into my next question. I had a question for you. I wanted to know, uh, you know, with the new NFLPA now in office finalizing this contract uh, this week and the and the owners pretty much opting out the existing CBA agreement, uh, do you see an a NFL lockout in the near future? I think at this point it's a little too early to tell. One of the, the a lot of it is posturing, but one of the roadblocks that the NFLPA is having with the leagues is the opening up of your financials. Now, anybody who's been involved in the negotiation knows that you don't always and you don't often get the other side to tell you exactly how much money they make, when they make it, how they spend it, how they distribute it, and things like that. Um, and so you, you usually are negotiating from a, a blind spot in regards to uh, revenue and the other side's uh, financial limitations uh, if, you, if you have. However, in this instance, because the NFLPA and the NFL are so dependent on each other and the NFLPA has more leverage, then they can say, provide us with the financials. If you think that this agreement, this financial structure is too rich for your blood, and keep in mind the NFL is not saying that they can't afford to pay. They're not pleading poverty here like some other leagues do, uh, most notably the National Hockey League. Uh, they're just saying that right now this is too rich a deal for our blood. And the NFLPA is saying, well, if that's so, open up your books, show us, and let's see. So to answer your question, while we're posturing, I think June 1st, DeMorris is going to open negotiations with Rich, and, uh, of course, they'll be working those negotiations with Roger and the, the Lee. I think we'll see a better, in the first month, a, a better idea of where exactly this league is going to go. Uh, n nobody wants it to uh, end like baseball did, and nobody wants to be in the situation they were before when Reggie White led that suit. Um, and the union had to decertify in order to get some of these rights. So hopefully uh, it'll, you know, it's probably going to be a long process, but hopefully both sides will come together and reach an agreement. I understand. I'm talking with NFL sports agent Robert Jimerson. Robert, um, uh, if you was Michael Vick, uh, if Michael Vick was your client, you know, how would you help rebuild his football career uh, moving forward now he's been released from prison? One of the excellent things about uh, Michael and, and the system that we live in is that he truly shows remorse, whether that's remorse for the actions or the consequences. I mean, he, sh he truly shows remorse. And, and Mike is a good guy. He, uh, he's always been very team-oriented and, and team-friendly, 
and he hasn't had a lot of off-the-field issues that a lot of other people had, most notably you know, young men who um, have had problems with alcohol or domestic violence um, and, and other activities like this. First thing that I would do if I was Michael's agent is I would make sure that I provided the media as well as all the leagues with all the information as to what he has done and what he intends to do now that he's out. He's got a lot of things that he's got to put in place outside of football, although football is very important to him, and I know he wants to get back in. One of those things is putting his life back together and restoring what used to be a good name. I think he's done a good job with getting Tony Dungy, working with him, and having that as your spokesperson before you come out. You always want to make sure that you get out in front of the issues before you come out. The second good step was volunteering to work with the Humane Society, but he can't stop there. You know, you would want to continue to involve him in activities with young people as well as with the community that don't necessarily invoke the thought of dogfighting, but those same activities he did, working with the kids, doing camps, working with the community, providing the financial assistance that he could when he, when he uh, was able to, and now just some of his time and resources. And the other part is just a matter of getting him back out there, showing teams that he can throw and that he actually can come out without losing a step but also can improve this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to go and let my co-host open it up the floor for my co-host, Jacob Greer. I know he probably has a couple questions for you, Robert. Go ahead, Jacob. Yeah, Robert, one, you know, we're sitting here talking about Michael Vick, and I know the Atlanta Falcons uh, still have the rights uh, to, to Michael Vick. If you were Michael Vick's agent, how would you handle that situation with Atlanta and the possibility of another team trying to get Michael Vick? Well, the first thing that you want to do is, is you want to at least gauge Atlanta's interest. We all know that, that Michael's going to be released. At, right now, Atlanta is probably looking to salvage whatever value they can find for him. Um, and so there, there's two different angles that you would play. The first one is there is no value that you're going to be able to get, so you need to let him go so he can begin the restoration process. He's already gone through 20 months of his sentence. Let's not prolong his, re- his rehab, his ability to come out, play, visit with communities, visit with teams, and things like that. Um, and the other angle is, is simply to say, you know, we want to do a deal. It's in both interests of the parties to do a deal. Mike would love to be with the Falcons. Um, would you consider keeping him? Put Atlanta in a position to have to say, no, we don't want him, so that they in turn would be forced to let him go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Robert, so one, on, more, one more question okay, for you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the uh, college kids here. Uh, you know, you have some kids declaring for professional sports. As an agent, and I notice when they declare, they say that they don't have an agent, but most of them do. As an agent, when what is it that you do that will help that kid determine whether he should go or whether he should stay? Well, one of the, the problems with that is agents are not allowed, especially under the NFLPA, are not allowed to contact young men to advise them either way. happens all the time. Um, but I caution people who sign with that agent because if he was willing to break the rules to get you, he's probably willing to break the rules while he has you as a client. And most young men, especially in the NFL process, have the opportunity themselves, if they go through their compliance departments or even through the NFL offices, to gauge 
where they will go in the draft after their junior year. It gives them a better understanding of what teams think about them and whether or not they'll get that opportunity. So as a certified contract advisor with the NFL, I, don't provide, I would not provide a young man um, any, any advice as to whether he should go or he should stay. Having said that, when young, young people, high school juniors or people outside of the business context, ask me, well, what do I need to do? I mean, I, I'd like to take it to the next level. I don't know if I should stay all three years or all four years. My advice to them is always this. Always gather as much information as you can from the people who know where you will go. If that means having to, to call the NFL League, if that means having your coach contact the coaches that he knows, the scouts he knows, the people he has a relationship with, gather that information before you start to determine whether or not you think you want to go. With, with any good decision, you always want to make sure that you have all the information necessary. And, uh, and that's one of the things that I always advise any, all of my clients. That you, you know, you want good intel to determine whether or not this decision is something that you should be contemplating at this juncture. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and move it, lighten it up a little bit. I know we was talking a lot of contract and business side, but I know you're a big Cowboys fan, so I got a chance. To, I want to ask you now about uh, what you think about the Cowboys releasing releasing T.O. and and how you think they will be moving forward in 2009 and and, and therefore with Tony Romo. With, in my opinion, uh, Terrell is synonymous with production. And I don't know how you make up that production without making any moves in the draft or in the offseason. I understand that they now down here they're sold on, on Roy Williams, who is a, an outstanding player, and with the right opportunities, um, I believe him to be a number one receiver in this league. A lot of people will knock his production, but you also have to look at the situation and the circumstances that he found himself in. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see just how much production they can get out of everybody else. Now, keep in mind, they lost Felix Jones early, and when they had him, they didn't necessarily use him as much as they should have. When Felix touches the ball, he's going to get a touchdown. I mean, he averaged a touchdown in each game that he had to carry. So now we don't expect that that's going to continue, but that is another explosive feature on that offense that was not utilized last year. And with the the emergence of Tashar Choice after Marion got hurt, you see that they have a ground attack that most people had um, had identified as, as a potent running um, duo, but now they have to look at it as a, a three-headed running monster. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see. I think they'll have to make that production up on, in the ground game, and uh, hopefully Miles Austin is going to have the opportunity to uh, step up this year. And, of course, they have Sam Hurd and Patrick Creighton, who uh, have been solid role players for them in the past. So... They're going to have to get some production out of those three to make up for the production they lost. When, when uh, I understand. Hey, uh, we're, we're less than two minutes before the break, Robert. Uh, you have any uh, contact info, website information that you want to go and plug for the listeners or anybody out there that's seeking for an agent? I, I, agent? Anybody who's looking for uh, an agent or sports attorney, they can go to Jemerson Group, J-E-M-E-R-S-O-N-G-R-O-U-P.com and hit the contact us and uh That'll get them to me, and I'll give them a call, and we can discuss their options. Well, I appreciate you coming on and you know showing some love for 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 Jacob and I on on outside the huddle, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and we we'll, we wish you luck in this in this tough times right now. Thank you all for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, thanks a lot, Rob. All right, goodbye, Jacob. Uh, it's time for us to take a quick break, real quick, and as we come back, we'll go around the NFL, discuss some, some storylines from last week and this week. Uh, as well as wrap up the show. 
we'll be right back uh, on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Wills and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports life can be full of risks one thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance if you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance you need to make this free call right now and see how the mega life and health insurance company can help you get it we specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it so call us right now 888-459-4825 don't take a risk with your family's health insurance it's not worth it if you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance call us now and see how we can help you 888-459-4825 home office oklahoma city oklahoma not available in all states benefits may vary by state when i found out my jeans were made using child labor and sweatshops i wrote a letter to the company saying reconsider your labor practices A few months later, I get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor and sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. 
Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob's my favorite segment when we go around the NFL. We talk about last week storylines as well as this week. But before we talk about the storylines, Jacob, uh, let's go ahead and re- I'm going to go ahead and recap uh, this week. Uh, Houston, Texas OTAs, which is better known as organized team activities. Uh, pretty much the Texans kicked off the, the offseason training this week, Jacob. Uh, pretty much everybody was there uh, besides this gruntle. Cornerback uh, Dante Robertson, uh, their first-round draft pick, outside linebacker Brian Cushing. They had him lined up, Jacob, at Sam linebacker, which is the strong side linebacker in the starting unit. But my most impressive rookie uh, out there was uh, cornerback Bryce McCain from out of Utah. He's not a very big guy, but he was, however, he was very quick, and he made tons of plays in the 707 drills uh, uh, during team uh, team uh, workouts. Well, that, you know, the Texans have to be a little bit concerned about Dante, you know, uh, you know, with that injury and, you know, but, but you're hoping that he's, you know, he's getting his workouts in. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily injury. He's, he's kind of upset about the, um, being franchise, um, being hit with a franchise tag. I'm sorry. And he, he feels like he, he, they need to work out a better deal. Uh, but he, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's voluntary. It's not mandatory. So I, I think he will show up in event, um, before mandatory camps kick in uh, because no one in this, in this economy want to lose any money. But, uh, Jacob, after the first couple of days there, I had the opportunity to uh, do a quick interview with a couple of players on the defense. I really want to focus on the defense this week and starting next week, focus on the offensive players. Being a former defense, defensive player myself, I think everything starts on the defense side of the ball. So uh, I interviewed uh, All-Pro DN Mario Williams, and I'm going to go ahead and get Travis, our engineer, to play that one real quick, and we'll make some comments on that interview. Mario Williams of Voice America Sports Network, host of Outside the Huddle. I got uh, All-Pro DN uh, Mario Williams with me this morning. Mario, quick question. Uh, going into your fifth year, uh, what's your expectations uh, heading to this season? Uh, pretty much just taking it one day at a time and trying to get better to help my team out. Um, you know, we've been right there on the borderline, and, um, you know, we just got to cross that line and get to the playoffs. So I just try to come out and push myself and push my teammates to uh, get us better. Okay. Uh, you think adding guys like Cushion and, and Baldwin will kind of help you guys get to that next level you just talked about? Definitely. I mean, they're young guys, but they have, you know, the disguise limit for their talent. I mean, they have tremendous talent, and, um, you know, to get them out here and get them to mix of things right off the bat, um, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good thing for us and, and for us to start off, you know, just adding extra um, depth and, and, and youth to the team, you know, to get them in the program and get them started is good for us as a bonus. Okay. I'm talking with Mario Williams, All-Pro DN for the Houston Texans. Uh, Mario, you're coming off an All-Pro season last year. Uh, what's some of the things you have worked on this offseason to kind of keep you at that level, playing at that high level at an All-Pro level? It's pretty much conditioning. Um, you know, every day I'm pretty much trying to work on my conditioning and being able to go out here and run full speed uh, every play, uh, whatever's asked of me. So I pretty much just try to get my conditioning right and everything else fall in place. Well, Mario, I thank you for your time. Thanks. Thanks Again, Jacob, that was, and for the listeners out there, that was all pro DN Mario Williams. Uh, I want to thank Mario Williams for taking time. He normally don't do uh, interviews after practice or during the season or during the offseason uh, as much, but uh he showed me some love, being I'm a former player, and, you know, we all in that fraternity. So I want to, again, thank All-Pro DM Mario Williams for taking time uh, during the OTAs. But Jacob also had the opportunity to run into a good friend of mine that uh, that's playing with the Texans. Uh, he's from the hometown, 757 Tidewater area. Uh, Xavier, a DB, 
he's a former well, former outside lineman from the Hokies. He was the number one first round draft pick last year. So I'm going to go ahead and get Travis, my engineer, to play that interview real quick. This is Lee Mike Williams, host of Outside the Hut on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm at the OTAs of the Houston Texans. I hear a hometown guy of mine from the 757, uh, Xavier Adady. Xavier, man, I, I had the opportunity to check y'all out on the OTAs. Uh, quick question, uh, how was your first day of OTAs? Oh, it was good. You know, it was good. Uh, just trying to get off some of this rest off. But, you know, just coming out here and just getting work and just uh, uh, trying to get better every day. All right. What, what was your take on uh, Brian Cushing seeing him the first time on the field uh, out here at OTAs? Oh, he's a good player. You know, he's uh, big and athletic. You know, uh, somebody that's uh, real smart on the field. You can tell that he's been coached real good at USC, and you know he's going to be a good addition to the uh, to the team. Okay. I'm talking with uh, Xavier Xavier Adehi. Is that correct? Adibi. I'm sorry, Adibi, outside linebacker from Newport News, Virginia, uh, former Hokie. Quick question, since we on the, I mentioned the Hokie, uh, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about Vic. you think he'll be able to have an opportunity to come back and be reinstated uh, this year? Uh, I mean, hopefully he will. You know what I mean? I know uh, Vic, is a, he's, he's an excellent player, you know, and uh, any team would be uh, lucky to, uh, you know, get him back in the, on their team and uh, give him a chance just to, uh, you know, go out there and show his talent. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. All right, Thank, you. Right. Yeah, Thank you. Again, Jacob, Xavier, a DB, show me some love, hometown cat. I've been following his career ever since I left Virginia, so he's uh, he's a pretty good guy, man, and, and he showed me some love as well. Overall, <clears throat> you know, Texas defense looked great. You know, being led by uh, Mario Williams, All Pro DM Mario Williams, he kind of slimmed down a little bit. Jacob, he's quick off the ball. Uh, I, I was watching him on his technique side of, of the defensive drills. He looks, he he just looked like he's ready, ready to be back at that All Pro level. Uh, Matt, uh, D'Amico Ryan, middle linebacker, he pretty much was leading the defense from the middle linebacker standpoint, had those guys uh, uh, running around and making big plays. And on the back end, Nick Ferguson now having the opportunity, well, coming back from a knee surgery last year, now having the opportunity to start at strong safety, got the secondary in check. So all in all, I think the Texans is, is, is gelling and putting all the right pieces together to have a successful year uh, heading to the AFC South Division. Jacob, let's go ahead and roll into this Mike Vick. You know, that, that's the hottest thing going on right now. Mike Vick, uh, this week, you know, was released from prison, and now he's heading home uh, to be on house arrest. Uh, you know, uh, like I stated a couple of weeks ago, Jacob, it's kind of hard to kind of make comments on, on players and, and people that you know personally, but I'm going to try to do my best. I think Mike, man, uh, uh, like Robert, our guest earlier, stated that, you know, he should take some time off and spend with his family and kind of put football on the back burner. Because I stated last week that uh, it, it was going to pretty much take him the whole 2009 season to get back in shape, not just physically but also mentally, uh, learning the schemes and learning the, the, the new uh, – now they have the Wildcat offense. So learning the new terminology, new new way of things that the league does because the league pretty much changes every week. So I think Mike should just take a low-key role, go back and spend time with his fiance and enjoy his kids and just kind of kick back and relax. Yeah, but you know what, Lamont, you know, I, I agree with you uh, to a point, but, you know, the guy has to, um, you know, make money to support himself. And, uh, you know, this is pretty much the, you know, what he knows best. And, uh, you know, so, you know, he may not have that opportunity to sit out. Uh, you know, it, it may be a situation where, you know, he's forced to get back into the game. Yeah, but first and foremost, he has to be reinstated. And Cadell went on record, I guess, today, and he went on record a couple of days ago stating that um, he's not going to really 
consider reinstating him until after his his legal issues is, is done with. So, all in all, I think, and in, in, in my personal opinion, I don't think Cadell will allow him to back into the league without any kind of uh, penalty. So, because it's two tip, it's two separate entity or two separate issues. You know, it's the personal legal issues. Far that's why he was incarcerated for twenty three months. Now is you know. NFL has their own organization, have their own business, have their own corporation, so they got to they got to punish punish him as well. So, I think all in all, oh nine will be a wash year for Mike Vick. I think he's really gonna make a splash heading into the two, 2010 season. Uh, well, less than four minutes before our break, let's go and talk about a little bit more headlines from last week. Uh, Monday Night Football had made some changes. Jacob uh, ESPN announced that uh, Tony Kornheiser was kind of leaving, uh, leaving leaving the booth, and they were gonna replace him with John Gruden. Uh, I like John Gruden for the most part. Uh, he's very knowledgeable, but he brings a passion to the game like no other. I think uh, if he stays in the booth, I think he will kind of fill that void that uh, John Madden will leave the booth heading uh, that he retired this past offseason. Yeah. Um, you know, Gruden reminds me of like a mini John Madden type person. Uh, so I think he'll fit well, you know, in, in the booth with uh, with Tarico and, 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 and uh you know, I, I hate I like Kornheiser because you know he speaks his mind, uh, but you know his you know like he said you know he doesn't like to fly and uh, you know that's was his reason for getting out. Yeah, yeah. Well, our boy made some headlines this week. You know, Terrell Lawrence, uh, he went to he showed up to volunteer mini camp and pretty much drew, uh, drew a lot of attention. He also received the key of the city <laughs> from the mayor Mayor Brown this past week. I mean, this week, Jacob. Uh, Guys like, for the most part, guys like T.O. and Chad Ojocinco, you know, I like their energy. I like what they bring to the game. You know, they breathe life into the business first NFL. Uh, and I think, I think guys like T.O., man, is, is a positive. Uh, a lot of guys always speak on the negative side of them. But T.O., he brings that energy that, you know, that you, that you notice behind the scene, not necessarily you see all the time on camera. So guys like T.O. and Chad Ochocinco might be loudmouths, but at the end of the day, they're very productive. Well, I tell you what, those are two players that I love. Uh, you know, Terrell Owens, he, you know, he's bringing excitement to Buffalo, and I think that's something, you know, that, you know, they wasn't looking for, but it fell into their lap. So I think they're going to embrace him, you know, you know, uh, there in Buffalo. And, you know, Chad Johnson, man, he, you know, he's just always been one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, well, less, less than one minute before I quick break, I want to – State my opinion on the Jason Terry, uh, DN Jason Terry. He signed a one-year agreement with with the, with the Miami Dolphins uh, due to the fact that he wanted to kind of stay close to his family. He uh, he pretty much turned down a, uh, the deal that he originally signed with the Washington Redskins, and he was scheduled to make seven million this year. However, uh, they wanted him to stay up and stay up there for the all-season workout, and he refused because he wanted to go home and be close to his family. But before you make your comment and your remarks on it, let's go ahead and take a quick break. After we come back, we'll pick up a little bit more about the NFL and close out the show. On Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice of America Sports Network. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's a 
Got it! With 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, before we went to the break, I kind of... Uh, stated my opinion on the J- on DN uh, defensive end Jason Terry agreeing to a one year deal uh, with the Dolphins. I'm gonna go ahead and recap for the listeners out there. I pretty uh, Jason Terry signed a one year agreement with the Dolphins to stay close home, uh, stay close to home with his family. Uh, 
So before the break, I, I stated my opinion, but go ahead, Jake. I'm going to let you uh, go ahead and make your opinion on, on, on this situation. Well, it, you know, it just speaks volumes about Jason Taylor. I mean, you know, a lot of guys would opt out for the money, uh, but, you know, he's putting his family first, and, uh, you, know, he's, you know, he's moving back closer to home, and, that, you know, that's very important to him, and I think it just speaks volumes about him. Yeah, uh, I, I think Jason pretty much made the decision from from his heart. You know, it's not about money with him at this level, at this stage in his career. Uh, but this, uh, despite having a disappointing season last year, I think it allowed him to refocus uh, on what's most important in his life right now, which is his family. Because a couple of years ago, I think last year he was on the Dancing with the Stars. So you know, I know that pretty much took a lot of his time. Then he rolled right into the football season, being traded to D.C. to Washington Redskins. So. I think now he, he wants to sit back and enjoy his family and his kids. So all, right. I, all in all, I think it was a great decision. Uh, some other topics, Jacob, uh, came out this week. Uh, New Orleans will host the uh, 2013 Super Bowl. Uh, pretty much the NFL owners are having a meeting down in Florida, and they voted this week to, uh, to play the Super Bowl in 2013 in, in, in New Orleans Superdome, you know, pretty much. New Orleans is still in a recovery, rebuilding process after Hurricane Katrina came through there and just destroyed the whole city. But uh, I, I think it was a great move. I think it was another great decision by the NFL owners as well as the commission to kind of help uh, rejuvenate that city, pump some more money, revenue into the city. And one thing I really like about it, Jake, was that New Orleans is only six hours away from Houston, so that allow us to go down there and drive in and get in and get out for the Super Bowl. Well, I tell you what, Lamont. You know, the state of Louisiana made a great decision in committing uh, themselves to the uh, New Orleans Saints and the city of New Orleans, and uh, you know, and revitalizing that you know Superdome. And you know, uh, hey, good decision for the city of New Orleans. I think it's gonna you know add some uh, some some revenue to the city, and you know, hopefully, uh, it, it can bring them back much faster. But Hey, it's just a great, you know, great choice right by the NFL, and it's definitely going to help the city of New Orleans. Yeah. Also came out from the owners' meeting, it came out today that the NFL was looking to expand the Rooney Rule. And for the listeners out there, the Rooney Rule is pretty much, uh, was, you know, it's pretty much named after the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers owner, Dan Rooney. And Dan Rooney came up with, with the rule to have uh, the NFL kind of interview uh, at least one minority candidate for a head coach position. Now they're looking to the NFL is now looking to expand that Rooney Rule over to the GM position. And uh, Jacob, I think this move is great, and I think it will kind of help the league grow a little bit uh, uh, faster than the, the pace that they're growing now. I think giving uh, minorities the opportunity to coach in the management position will only uh, uh, help help the, the the organizations from a lot of. Uh, I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, it's best for me to give you an example than explain it. For example, the Texans, they hired uh, Rick Smith. Uh, three, he's now been with the Texans as general manager for three years. He was hired as assistant GM out of, under Mike Shanahan and Denver Broncos. So far, Rick Smith, he's done, he done an excellent job as far as running that organization. Uh, he's, jail, he's building the team through the draft. Uh, this past month, he, he, he drafted some great foundation picks as far as with Brian Cushing, uh, Conward Baldwin, as well as uh, picking up complimentary uh, DBs. I think, you know, and all in all, and, and Rick Smith back background. I'm sorry, he's a former defensive back coach, as well as a player. He played. I think he played college ball and had opportunity trial in the NFL uh, uh, after playing college ball. So, with all that being said, I think now that the NFL realized that 
you know, that we need to pe- put people in manage- management positions that are former players or know somewhat a little bit more about the game than just how to, you know, Line up debit with credits and, and, and just run the business out of it. We need they need a balance, and I think with this Rooney Rule being expanded, I think it's only a great opportunity for more minorities to have an opportunity to shine in the NFL. Well, I mean it's a great it's you know it's a great rule and uh, uh, it's good to see the NFL implementing something like that. You know it definitely gives minorities an opportunity uh, uh, to be uh, to be you know in the uh, in the uh, same in the same breath with others who are trying to uh, vie for the, you know, the uh, administrative positions, you know, in those organizations. But, uh, you know, it's a great rule, and, you know, I'm glad to see that the NFL passed it. Yeah. Another, another, another storyline came out this week, Jacob. I want to talk about the James Harrison, James Harrison uh, uh, situation, pretty much standing up. Uh, the team and, and, and the president, you know, every year the Super Bowl winner goes down to the White House to be, you know, uh, recognized by by the president for a great job, and James Harrison winning the MVP Super Bowl MVP from this last from this past Super Bowl, uh, opt out to go this year, and he stated he went on record stating that the reason why he didn't want to go because he was afraid of flying. And when I first heard it, I you know I want to know what was his reason for not going before making a quick uh, judgment on, on on the situation. But when he came out on the record, said he just didn't want to go. And his agent tried to polish it up with damage control, stating that he was afraid that he was afraid to fly. I just thought it was BS, Jacob, for the standpoint that uh, due to his past situation, his history, he's a former free agent, undrafted free agent, worked his way up in the league, and now he's he's been recognized, got a new deal uh, this year. But not just from a personal standpoint, you got to look at it from an overall standpoint. He he not just represent James Harrison, he represent. The whole organization, Dan Rooney. We talked about the Rooney Rule and how he's a great owner. Everybody speaks highly of Dan Rooney, and it's just it's, you know sometimes you know in life we it's things that you just don't want to do but you have to do. And I think that it, him opting out really looked bad on not just him but uh, as well as the people that he associated with. Well, you know what, well, Lamont, I'm gonna disagree a little bit with you on that one because you know he commits himself to the Pittsburgh Steelers during football season. And, you know, in the off season, that should be his time and his decision whether, you know, he wants to go and visit the president or not. And, uh, you know, I, it's his choice. Uh, you know, it, it's not a mandatory trip. And it's his choice, you know, whether, you know, he, he hates to fly or not. I do believe that the flying part is BS. But, uh, you know, it's something that his agent came up with. And, uh, you know, but it's his decision whether he want to do it or not. Yeah, everybody has a choice, man. But at the end of the day, you know what? It's not like they're saying that you know he has to go do some uh, pro bono work or do some community service work or do something like that. And you're being recognized by by the boss, or not even the boss, but commander in chief of the you know of this free world. And it's, if you have an opportunity to meet somebody like uh, President Obama, you know it, it can be George Bush or it could have been John McCain, whoever. You just have, you know you take advantage of situations like that because. You know, he. I'm pretty sure James Harrison has kids, or his nephews or niece. You know, you can say, "Hey, that's my uncle. Or that's my father. That's my dad." He went to the White House back on this day, and then, you know, it's, it's all about building legacy. You know about that, and I just think with him, yeah, you have personal time, but was one day, and it's not like he's not at OTAs. They have OTAs which started this week, so everybody was flying down. So I just think it was BS all in all. But man. 
think it was about that time, man, for us to thank everybody for listening to the show. Uh, outside the huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. I'm sorry, Jake. I even said your word. I'm so tired. Hey, man, it's all right. But uh, man, I just want to take everybody, thank everybody for uh, for listening, and have a blessed week. And until we meet again, uh, remember sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.